Hello and welcome to the Autoimmune Remission Podcast. My goal is to help you cut through the confusion, create clarity, and gain momentum on your path to autoimmune remission. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Autoimmune Remission Podcast. Today, I'm going to discuss supplements. I'm going to touch on the problem with the supplement industry at large and with some influencers that sell supplements as well. I'll give you some insights on how to avoid those issues, and then I'll tell you what supplements I take, and I'll give you my recommendations for what you should take as well. The reason I'm having this conversation with you today is that I've learned through consultations with new clients and discussions with my current clients, I've found that people are spending hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars on a monthly basis, unnecessarily on supplements. And one of the most common questions I get asked on Instagram and elsewhere is what supplements should I take to feel better? I want you to consider this when it comes to supplements. I want you to think instead of supplements, consider a friend came to you with an investment opportunity into a stock that you've never heard of, that isn't well-researched and well-studied, provides you with inconsistent returns, and you can't really further investigate the inner workings of the company, who manages it, the organizational structure, their payroll, etc. Would you invest $100,000, $200,000, $3,000 into this company, not knowing if you're ever going to see any of it back? Probably not. And yet, this is what we do consistently when we spend lots of money on supplements. And the reason we spend so much money on supplements is fear. We are afraid of our diagnosis. We are afraid that we're going to feel this way forever, and we are searching and hoping for something to ease our pain, whether that's literal physical pain or anxiety over future or current flares. Our goal is to get healthy as soon as possible, and supplements appear like they are the potential cure for us, or they may calm our symptoms more quickly than some alternative or other remedies, up to and including medications. And supplements also feel like progress. We buy something, it's marketed to us, you know, we see something on Instagram or social media or the internet, it calls to us, it seems like it's exactly where we are in that moment in time, and then we take the pills and it feels like, hey, I'm doing something good for my body, so it feels like progress. And I get that. So we want to end our pain and we want to make progress. That's the reason why we tend to spend so much money on supplements. However, I do want to highlight the inconsistent safety profiles of the supplementation industry. I'll put this in the show notes, but there is a story published in the Washington Post in 2015 or 2016 in which it studied many supplements, several of them herbal supplements, from common manufacturers and sellers of supplements like GNC, Walgreens, Walmart. And what they found is that oftentimes there was zero of the ingredient that they were promoting in the actual supplement itself. Even worse, there were supplements that were said to be gluten-free that contained wheat, which could obviously hurt those with celiac disease. In addition to that, let's say you are getting the herbal supplement that you're hoping to get Herbal supplements are known to be triggers for potential kidney failure and liver injuries, among other things. So supplements are not always safe, even though they may seem like a safe bet. And typically, the more powerful the herbal supplement, 
the higher the risk of potential side effects, just like medications. The more powerful it is, the higher the risk of side effects. And the reason that manufacturers and sellers can do this is there is zero regulation in the supplement industry, meaning that you and I could get together, pool our money together, create a supplement, put anything we want in the product at all, say it does whatever we want it to do on the label and market it and sell it to consumers. That's all it takes. The FDA does not have to prove that your supplement is unsafe and the manufacturer does not have to prove that their supplement is safe or that what is on the label is in the product. It is an insane world and it is the wild, wild west. And often many of these manufacturers make outlandish claims, incredible claims, things like fat burning and testosterone boosting, among other things. I will read to you some incidences of this from the FTC website, which resulted in lawsuits in which every time the manufacturer lost. So here's some ones. I'll link to the FTC website so you can look at a lot. And the list of these is gigantic. I'm pulling out three from the past couple of years, but you can dive in and really see the inner workings and kind of see how the sausage is made with some of these supplement manufacturers. So doTERRA, a common pyramid scheme, claims that their essential oils and supplements can treat and cure COVID-19. Another one, a fish oil company marketed their product to treat non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Another one, a, a company called SmokeAway that sells homeopathic pills and sprays claimed that their product would help smokers quit quickly and permanently. And in every instance of these three I've read, the company lost their lawsuit and had to pay hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to the consumers of their product. So what do you see as the common thread here? The common thread is fear, whether it's COVID or smoking, which obviously leads to cancer among other things, or non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. These are diseases and habits that are not well known. They're difficult to break. They're difficult to get over. And then an outside company comes in and says, well, we have the product for you because all you have to do is take our product and you'll feel better immediately. So that's what you need to be watching out for is huge promises in which they really can't back it up. So the question would be then, if this is such a shady business practice, why do so many people sell supplements? The answer is simple. Money. Profit margins for supplements tend to be pretty healthy. You're looking at about a 40 or 50% margin for some supplements, meaning if you sell a product for $50, you may take home $25 of straight profit on it. They're relatively inexpensive to manufacture, so it's not a huge investment to create supplements. They're light, so they're easy to ship, so shipping and handling fees are pretty inexpensive. Hence the reason why many supplement manufacturers can offer you free shipping direct to your door. And they're a source of monthly recurring revenue. It's the same business model as Netflix or Pandora or Spotify or any other recurring monthly subscription that you have. And somebody with a large audience can make a lot of money on supplements. Let's take an example of somebody with a following of 2 million people across all social media sites. If they only convinced 2% of their followers to buy a supplement, that would be 40,000 people. And if they just buy one supplement at $50 with that 50% profit margin, you're talking a $1 million take home of pure profit every month. 
And that's only one supplement. What if these people buy two or three or four, which is often the case? And because they're sold on a monthly basis, which is why every supplement just about that you'll buy has a dose of 30 days, they will buy again and again and again. And supplements are rarely something that people buy once. They often buy it for months, if not years at a time. So this can be a significant revenue and profit source for somebody with a large following. Now, does this mean that every influencer that you see that sells supplements is bad or that they have poor morals? <laughs> Absolutely not. There are many out there that are good. And all this means is that they're a capitalist. And I happen to think that's a good thing. There are certainly some ways to cut through the BS and find quality supplements. And I'll help you spot them here in just a bit. But if your favorite influencer is selling them, it doesn't mean you should dismiss them right away. Currently, I'm not selling supplements. Maybe someday I'll get into that business. It just means that the person you're following is a capitalist and they're looking for an additional source of revenue. But they can also sell quality, even in this environment. So here are my main takeaways from this portion before we move into the next component in which we'll discuss some ways to spot quality supplements. Supplements should not be considered a health product. They are simply a marketing product. The better the marketer and the larger the audience, the more money they can make. You should scrutinize everything you put into your body, heavily scrutinize it. And you can do this very easily with a website called examine.com. You can type in any supplement you're going to take and it'll pop out the research, the recommendation, the potential side effects, the contraindications. It's a fantastic website for you to take a look at any supplement you're gonna put into your body. And it's important to recognize that the supplement industry is no safer or better or morally superior to the pharmaceutical industry. Now, all of the criticisms I just listed for the supplement industry could be said almost identically for the pharmaceutical industry, except for one key difference. The pharmaceutical industry is heavily regulated, meaning that every medication that goes on the market, every drug is tested in animals and several rounds in humans for safety and efficacy. Therefore, they cannot make claims that aren't tested to be true in humans. And that is absolutely not the case with supplements. Both are multi-billion, if not trillion dollar categories. So let's not consider one is better than another. If anything, they're in the same category. Now, what makes a supplement a quality supplement? Considering everything I just discussed, there's got to be a way to cut through that noise. And you know me, that's a goal of mine. I wanna cut through the noise. So if you've zoned out, tune back in, here's how you can tell what a quality supplement is. Generally speaking, you wanna look for third-party verification or testing on your supplements. Now, what does this mean? Since there is no regulation and anybody can create a supplement and say whatever they want to about it, those that sell high quality supplements will take their product to a third party that tests it for accuracy. So what is on the label is in the product 100% guaranteed. There's no fillers, there's no binders in addition to what's labeled on the ingredients and you're not gonna be led astray with products that are third party tested. You'll want to look for these stamps of approval, either on the product itself or on the company's website. And they'll list the company that they get it lab, that they'll list the lab that tests these products. You're looking at a company like GMP or Good Manufacturing Practice or NSF, which stands for National Sanitation Foundation. These companies test products to ensure that what is on the label is in the product guaranteed, so you don't need to question it. Now, 
why don't all companies do this? <clears throat> well, number one, they may be shady and want to hide some things. And number two, it costs a significant amount of money to get their products third-party verified. So let's say using the example of an influencer with a following of two million and they're making a million dollars of recurring monthly revenue, if they go and test their products, that may bump their profit margin down by up to 50%. So now instead of making 50%, they're only making 25%. So in that exact same scenario, that person might go from making a million dollars to $500,000 just by using third-party verification. And that's why this is so important because the influencers and the manufacturers and the companies that do this care so much about safety and accuracy and transparency that they will ensure that their products are tested so that you can trust them. So looking for a third-party verification company, looking for a product that has third-party testing is absolutely critical to ensure safety and efficacy. Another common issue with supplements that you want to avoid are proprietary blends. Now the product itself, and you'll see this on the ingredient label, won't always say, quote, proprietary blend. It may say something like, get jacked blend or muscle building formula or something along those lines. And sometimes it does say proprietary blend. But what that means and what you'll see is it'll say whatever blend and then it'll say 500 milligrams or something along those lines. It'll say the dose next to the blend. And then you look down and you'll see a list of ingredients. But you won't see the dosage next to those individual ingredients. And why is this important? Because with proprietary blends, you have no idea how much of a certain ingredient you're getting. So if you get an essential amino acid supplement that has nine essential amino acids, like tryptophan and leucine and isoleucine, if it's got a proprietary blend, you have no idea how much leucine, for example, that you're getting. And if your goal is to gain muscle or maintain muscle, leucine is a critical amino acid. So you want a good amount of it, and maybe it has just a very tiny amount. And you won't know that when it says proprietary blend. So you want to ensure that you see the exact dosing of the product that you're taking. So you want to avoid products that are not third-party tested and products that have proprietary blends as part of their supplements. The final thing to watch out for is if the company that you're buying from makes outlandish claims. Is this going to cure your disease? Is this going to blast and burn fat? Is this going to increase testosterone or any other hormone you're looking for? Or is it going to, quote, balance your hormones? and I put air quotes around that. Remember, the company doesn't have to prove any of this, none of it. And the only way they'll get caught is if somebody takes them to court, which doesn't always happen, especially for these smaller manufacturers. So remember, heavily scrutinize everything you put into your body. Check examine.com and other sources like PubMed or Google Scholar for evidence that what these manufacturers are saying is actually proven to be true. Okay. Now, that's a lot about the bad of supplements, and we've covered some of the good. Now, I take supplements, and maybe you should too. So what do I take, and what would I recommend that you take? Well, first, it's important to keep in mind that nobody needs to take supplements. I cannot see a situation in which the difference between your autoimmune flares and active autoimmune disease and remission is a few supplements, or even a dozen supplements. It is not going to be the key difference. Instead, it's critical that you adopt behaviors like high-protein diets, wide variety of fiber in your diet, decrease your stress or manage your ability to handle stress, exercise, 78 hours per sleep. If you're not doing those behaviors, 
then supplements likely won't do anything for you. It's important to use supplements as the name suggests, and that is to supplement your diet and lifestyle, not replace it. But let's say you're doing those behaviors and you want to add in some extra things to give you a little boost or to help make your life a little more convenient. And that's where supplements can come in. So I'll list the supplements that I take, and these would be my exact recommendations for you to take as well. I take a protein supplement. I use whey protein isolate. I tend to go low dairy in my diet. I have some dairy, not a ton of dairy. It doesn't tend to sit well with me in large amounts. But a whey protein isolate is something like 99.99% lactose free. I don't have any issues with it. And most people should do just fine on it. If you're concerned about that at all, a vegan protein is a perfectly reasonable alternative to a whey protein isolate. The reason we want to take protein is so many diets are so low in protein. And if you have an active autoimmune disease, your body's immune system is attacking its own tissues. And you need amino acids for tissue repair. That's what your tissues are made of, is amino acids. The best way to get that is through protein. The only way to get that is through protein. That can be from animal sources, plant sources, supplement sources. It doesn't matter to me. My only recommendation is to get upwards of one gram of protein per pound of body weight. That would be 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight each day. Vitamin D. There is a high correlation between low vitamin D and someone with autoimmune disease, an active autoimmune disease. And that's particularly true with folks with Hashimoto's. I can only think of one client that I've worked with that didn't have low serum vitamin D tested by blood work. So my recommendation would be to take vitamin D. 5,000 IUs per day is a perfectly reasonable amount. I personally have gone up to 10,000 IUs per day when I was severely low. And now I'm to the point where I can take a maintenance dose of 5,000 per day. Now, if you haven't had your blood work tested, I would recommend to do so. And if for whatever reason you can't, you can certainly take one or 2,000 IUs each day with no issues. Anything above 2,000 IUs is something you want to connect with the physician about. And if you are severely low, a doctor can often prescribe it for you. And if you have health insurance, that may cover it. So you don't even, even need to pay anything out of pocket. Fish oil is another supplement I recommend. It can help lower inflammation. There's not a lot of great research out there about fish oil and autoimmune disease specifically, but we do know that omega-3 intake can help decrease inflammation. And there may be some other benefits when it comes to brain health and things like that. Often our diets are high in omega-6s, which can be inflammatory, which doesn't mean they're bad, but we wanna have a balance and a ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s. So I'll, I'll often recommend an omega-3 supplement that has one gram of EPA per serving. So make sure you're getting one gram of EPA per day. Creatine is a supplement that truly anybody can benefit from. It's going to be most beneficial for those who weight train and want to see a little bit of muscle gain or toning up and help with fat loss. Creatine on a maintenance dose of five grams per day is absolutely beneficial for just about everybody. It's not a steroid and it's proven to be unbelievably safe. It is the most studied supplement in history. So you can take it without question. And if you have any questions about these claims I'm making, check out examine.com. So creatine is a fantastic supplement. It may also have some brain health components to it as well, but make sure you're taking five grams of creatine. If you want to gain muscle and you weigh more, for me, I'm 205 pounds and I, I weight train five times per week, I will take 10 grams of creatine per day. And finally, a multivitamin. I see so many people taking 10 or more individual vitamin and mineral supplements, vitamin C and magnesium and zinc and selenium, 
And I get it. We, we want to give ourselves the best possible chance at success. But that can add up. That is costly. And we're, it's like playing darts in the dark. We don't know if we're actually going to hit anything. So why not take a broad spectrum to cover all of your micronutrient needs? That would be a high-quality multivitamin. Take that. You won't need your individual micronutrient supplements. And in addition, continue to eat a high-fiber diet with a wide variety of fibers, and you will cover your micronutrient needs. Now, those are all the supplements I take. There may be some cases for other supplements. That would be one-off, and that would be really specific and targeted to you. If you have any questions about this, again, check out examine.com or ask your physician. What you don't want to do is take something where you have a contraindication for it. So maybe you're pregnant, or you have high cholesterol, or whatever. Maybe you're at a higher risk for a liver disease. Certainly not something you want to mess around with because the outcomes are often worse than any potential benefits you'll get from some of these supplements, especially herbal supplements. Now, I discuss a few of these and much more in my completely free autoimmune flare protocol. I released this last month. It's been a smashing success beyond my wildest dreams. Again, it's completely free. All you need to do is enter your email. I'll put a link in the show notes for that flare protocol ebook. So if you have an autoimmune flare right now, or you want to avoid one in the future, or get through one in the future a little bit more quickly, check out that free ebook, and I hope it'll help you. Okay, so we've covered a ton today. Here's a quick recap. If you're relying upon supplements to help you feel better, and you're not making modifications to exercise, the diet at large, stress management, sleep, then you are wasting your money. Supplements should be used as the name suggests. That's to supplement your, your diet and lifestyle, not replace it. And supplements should not be assumed healthy. The supplement industry has an incredible lack of regulation and the potential side effects and contraindications are there. They are present. So ensure that you're doing your due diligence. Avoid supplements with proprietary blends and those that are not third-party verified, along with those that make incredible claims, wild claims, and those that elicit an emotional response from you. You should not get emotional about creatine or whey protein, but you may if you are taking a supplement that's targeted at helping you cure cancer or whatever it might be, right? Some outlandish claim. Okay, that's it for today. I hope you've gained great value. And if you have, I have no idea if you have, there's no way for me to know. But if you have, my request would be that you take a screenshot of this episode, put it on your story and social media and tag me in it so I know that you love it. And I'll be able to post about and talk about what you want to hear about more with this one little practice. You can also subscribe and rate and review this show. That would help me tremendously. And again, I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much for your time and stay motivated.